I'm Sam Seitels, and you are listening to The Pillars of Hamilton, a show that I love doing. I love sitting across from these people and getting to know them, and sometimes when I bring them in, I feel like I'm talking to old friends, and that's exactly what happened in this episode. Robin and Matt are wonderful people. I've wanted them on this show for a long time, but there's a specific reason why I had them on recently and why I had them on at the same time. It is because they are engaged to get married. Congrats, Robin and Matt. I had such a good time with you here. And even afterwards when we played arcades with my kiddos, what a good time. You guys rock, and I cannot wait to be at your wedding. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the newly engaged couple, Matt and Robin. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells, and you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. Well, I know we've been uh, chatting away since uh, we saw each other five minutes ago, but I waited to say this till now. Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you guys are engaged to be married. That's right. How does it feel? Wait, what? (laughs) No, you can't play it. I saw the pictures. I think I saw a video. Was there a video of it? There's a video. You you saw a clipped video. Okay, yeah. So tell me about that, man. How did the uh, proposal go down? Uh, So I've been thinking about it. Five, six months now. And I saw a ring she liked, and I figured, let's let's surprise her. And she was had no clue that I would do it on vacation because I'm one of the most nervous people you'll ever meet to travel with. I know, it's weird. It's weird, you know. You don't strike me as the most nervous of gentlemen. I'm usually not, but when there's, I guess, a big prize at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> When there's a big ring yes. that's in your pocket for a couple of, yeah. So I bought it probably mid-August, and I had a plan, a couple of plans I wanted to do, but when we decided to go to Boston and go to Salem on Halloween, I was like, I have to do it. And because she loves Hocus Pocus, I was like, I got to do it in front of the Hocus Pocus house. So I packed the ring in my carry-on, sweating the whole time, because I'm not a good flyer anyway, so you add... An engagement ring. Have you always been like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had an engagement ring to that factor, and I might be the sweatiest man ever. And it's fifty <laughs> degrees outside. It's true. He was pretty sweaty. She's like, "Are you always like this?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm always like this. I, I, don't, I don't like to travel." It was the first time we actually traveled by ourselves, like via plane. You know, like a, on an actual and trip. It's an hour like, flight. A one hour flight. One hour flight. And I was like, "Oh my god, what, what, what's going to happen? Why is it? Gonna, why is it so long?" I'm like falling asleep. I'm, I'm like, like, "Can we just? Good? Can we just drive now? Can we just cancel?" Robin's just chilling. Yeah. Well, she had no pressure. That's true. That's true. So we get up, and the trains run every hour from Boston to Salem. And we had a train right near our house, or near our, our hotel, and it it took you to the train to Salem. So it's like a twenty minute train to that one, and another half hour. I'm like, come on, we got to go, we got to go, because I wanted to get the eleven thirty train. We were up in time for it. No, I had the ten thirty train. And she's like, 
we, we have time. I'm like, but do we? I was like, I don't want to miss a train. I don't want to miss anything. And Sam, I want to see everything. I'm like, well, what about this shirt? Do you like this shirt better? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think about that. You know what? Let me get changed real quick. And he's like, I'm going to kill her. Screw the shirt. Let's go. <laughs> it was like Christmas morning. I was up at 8 o'clock shower. Like, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I want to see Halloween. I like Halloween. <laughs> so we get there. And I'm like, let's go to the Hocus Pocus house first. Because we were supposed to go see House of Seven Gables at 2 o'clock. All right, I got plenty of time because we missed the train. We had to get to 11.30 instead of 10.30. I love her. I could have been on time. Oh, no. I'm terrible at it. It's just in my blood. Sorry. And, and, uh, you got a lifetime of that now, man. That's right. That, that's why I tell her 15 minutes before we got to leave. Yeah. If we yeah. leave at 9.30, times. 9.15, we got to be out of here. True. Yeah. So we get up there. We're on a train. Train is packed. We meet these women and all. They're super awesome from Ohio or something. And then... We see street performers, large pack of people. We're walking. I was like, "Oh, let's go to let's go here." She's like, "Oh, there's the House of Witches." I'm like, "Okay, cool." Focus, uh, focus, right up here. Let's go there first. There's a line. I'm like, "It's in my jacket pocket." I'm like, holding the pocket tightly. How nervous are you at this point? Uh, like, I'm shaking. <laughs> like, but she can't say it. Like, I'm trying to I'm trying like to yelling, be cool. I'm like, "Look at them! They're trying to cut in line. Who are yeah. they? Look, they're trying to cut so in line." So you, I'm just you, not you had much. no clue. No, no clue. No, not at all. <laughs> and he was playing it off like I could not read him at all. He was just on his phone doing some game or something. I'm like, uh, "All right, yeah." We're I good. was using GPS to get to. <laughs> 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 well, there was some game called a game Google called Maps. GPS. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in line, and there's like 20 people ahead of us. I'm like, come on, people, take the picture quickly. So there was a group about five or six behind us, and I asked a girl, I was like, can you take the picture? She's like, oh, he's better at pictures than I am. I was like, okay, it doesn't matter. So I'm usually on her left side, but because the ring was on my left side, in my left pocket, I made her go on my right side to take the picture, and I go, oh, wait, can you, he took a couple pictures, I was like, oh, can you take one more? And I reached in my pocket, and I proposed. This dude had no idea. No one knew. We were, I was the only one in that whole state that knew. <laughs> Especially even the photo- the guy that he asked us to casually take a picture. And then he sees yeah. you yeah. taking the ring out. And he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> like, he's he's like, I got a video. I got a video. Is that all right? We're like, yes. Because yeah. my one friend's like, just put, like, actually your text and be like, I'm going to propose. But I wasn't thinking. I didn't want her to. See me like who are you texting? I'm like oh no one. Oh how how much would that ruin things? <laughs> yeah, and so I saw him later. We were walking around like we were calling everyone, texting people. I'll get to that part in a second. <laughs> how you weren't happy with me? <laughs> so she said yes. So everyone's like, what'd she say? I was like, she said we'll talk when we get home. <laughs> and so I see the guy later. He's like, I saw you get the ring, and I started to shake like, oh my god, I gotta get a video. I gotta get a video. <laughs> And you know he was super happy for us and all. Like, wait, I, can I go back? Did did she not say yes? No, she no, I, yes. I said yes. I'm sorry. But yes. The way that he is, he's a um, a joke. Can thing. I say smartass? You could say smartass. He was. He's a smartass. So he thought it'd be funny. Like everyone's like, "What did he say?" He's like, "Or what did she say?" And he's like, "I just said we'll talk when we get home." Meanwhile, I'm like staring at my <laughs> ring, smiling, googly eyed, and I'm like, "No, he's joking." I said yes, very much, like seven times. <laughs> but he just has to like make things awkward and funny. I'm super nervous and I, tears running down my face. Oh, he was just like it was like a river of just tears, and I'm like sweat and oh, tears, or it was just tears mainly tears at this point. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, try to Facetime her parents. Because I knew her dad knew. I didn't know her mom knew at the time. And so 
we get a hold of her parents, and then all of a sudden her service cuts out. She can't get a hold, she can't text anybody. And I'm texting everyone, and she's like, "Stop texting people! I don't want people to find out without me telling them." I was like, "That's like you have the most important news that yeah, just happened, and no one knows." Find out from someone's Facebook but post like, or I something. Swear to God, if anyone but everyone out. I was telling already <laughs> knew I was going to propose. There was like ten people that yeah. I knew that knew. My dad didn't even know because I, I love my dad, but he wouldn't have done it on purpose. But he would have slipped up saying something, ah. and I would have been like, "What are you doing?" Mm. But like, that's what dads do. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't have done it on purpose. He would have felt awful, but. It would happen, though. Yeah. And yeah. then later I found out that my brother knew through her cousin. Uh, I'm like, how did, how did she welcome know? Welcome to Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she knew Small we were dating before family. we did. So well, how actually, did... a big Italian family. Yes. That's just what happens. <laughs> so eventually, did your phone start working? Yeah, I connected to Wi-Fi somewhere. I'm all sweaty. I'm like, does anyone have service on their phone? I need, does anyone have Wi-Fi? I'm like freaking out. And then I'm able to contact everyone. It was all exciting and good. And then we had a good rest of the day. Yep. And, you know, it was really awesome and exciting. And yeah. It was great. How, it was did, awesome. how did it feel? I'm only asking because I remember for myself. For you, when you were actually on your knee, what was that moment? It was a split second. Because I just knew, like, there was a giant line behind me. I didn't want to hold up. <laughs> Everyone's like, you got to, like, do you have your speech prepared? I was like, I think I know what I'm going to say. And I was like, Robin, will you marry me? <laughs> like, nothing that I was going to. Poetry. Like, nothing planned. And then, like, was everyone was, was cheering. There was, like, 40, 50 people in line cheering. There was cars honking. It's like, oh, what? Like, how'd they know what I did? <laughs> well, I'm really happy for you guys because you. you guys, not just because you guys are getting married, but you guys really come off as a, as a wonderful couple. I mean, I know both you guys, not well, but well enough to know that you both are very down-to-earth, very friendly and good people. I mean, it just, it comes off, it's your vibe. I, you can totally tell how good you both are. And as soon as you guys were together, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That couple definitely makes sense. And uh, when I found out you guys were getting married, I got way too excited for a guy who barely knows you guys. <laughs> I was like really happy for you guys. Oh, thank you very thank much. You. Yeah. It was very random how we like met after years of I've we've yeah. known each other, you know, from friends of my brother and friend, I was friends with his friend, whatever. And you know, but we always I was always dating someone or he was with someone, um, and randomly I was like, let's watch football, and I I don't have cable, and like you know, ever since then it's we kind of. Just became really good friends. Oh, and so you asked him out. Well, no. So it was kind of, I wanted to watch the game with someone. At this point, I feel like I'm like, nobody watches football. So I'm trying to find just strangers in the bar. And I find, <laughs> no, not really. I'm trying to find some someone. I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah, you watch. It, that sounded wrong. <laughs> I was like, just trying to find strangers in a bar. No. But I was, um, you know. But you picked him up at a bar. I yeah. picked him up at Cafe so San Rocco. Yeah. yeah. Cafe was, San Rocco. I saw her. She's like, oh, I'm back in town. I'm like, all right, cool. If you ever want to hang out, let me know. And then the one guy we are friends with, he was playing a show in Philly, and she ended up singing with him for the night. And then we were just talking. That's how she's like, oh, you want to watch the, the Eagles game? I was like, sure, whatever. It was literally because I didn't have cable. Not, and he was super cool. Like, I mean, anyone would want to hang out with Come him on, all the time. Bush. Like, he's the greatest. I mean, yeah. But I think he thought it was a date the first time we hung out. And I go, I have, like, sweat, sweat shirt on. I'm like, whatever. Oh, you like, didn't see cares. this as a, as a no, date? No, I just wanted to hang out and watch the game because I didn't have cable. You know how dudes are. And Come on, man. He's like, oh, I can't wait to hang out again. I was like, oh, I think that was a date. <laughs> and I was like, ah. Oh. And then, you know, people got wind of us, like, just hanging out like that. And it's like, oh, my God, when are you going to marry Matt Bush? Are you are you dating? Are you together? Or are you going to have babies? I'm like, what is again, happening? Again, welcome to Hamilton. <laughs> but the thing is, the one guy, yeah. he's from Williamstown. 
<laughs> he just, just worked in Hamilton. Oh, but everyone, at the knows. end of the day, it's like, it's funny because my family, everyone knew him, and it's like, oh, you guys have to be together. It's like, you, you both have to be together, like, right now. I'm like, oh, my God. Like I, I said, to me, <laughs> I barely know you guys, but it made sense. I was like, yeah, this is a good one right here. Yeah. Um, hey, do me a favor. If you guys could come, like, about a fist away from the microphone sorry. Just sorry. for maximum sound I quality. I should know this. No, yeah, it's know. all good. You get comfortable. <laughs> um, so... Robin, let's talk music. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you bowing out over there? Like, <laughs> I'm tagging out on this one. Yeah. So I know you do so much. We're going to talk about all that stuff. All good. Yeah. Um, I want to know how it started. Like, do you remember the first time you heard a record or heard uh, something on the radio where you're like, whoa, this is something I want to do? Yeah, I guess I would say I grew up around music. My dad had a classic rock cover band, played, you know, all around Hamilton, like the bowling alley, like back when it was like a different kind of venue. Um, but I was just surrounded by music my whole life. So I grew up with like Pearl Jam, Collective Soul, all the 90s stuff. That Wait, now did you like, just call that stuff classic rock? No, I did. I'm, my dad had a classic rock band. Okay. But I grew up with. I freaked no, out no, no, no. for a second. <laughs> I was like, is that really? <laughs> no. It's going to flip no. this table. Negative. No. Yeah. <laughs> but like I grew up with that stuff. Um, just like the 90s stuff, you know, everything. And classic rock, of course. Um, but so grew up with that. And, um, you know, my dad played guitar. I played drums and sang. And But for some reason, I always wanted to just play piano. I, I heard piano, and I was like, I really like that. I think it started, it could have been. I remember when I was like six, my favorite song was uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road from Elton John, which is very random, <laughs> little kids alike. But I, like, fell in love with it for some reason. So started you know, piano lessons with, um, her name's Donna Ordilly. She's actually a teacher still in town. And I started there, took years there and then took a little break here and there and did stuff. And, you know, when you're a kid, you have to try everything. And, um, then yeah. I went to another one, Susan, she's in town. She's great. And I like really fell in love with classical then. Um, but, uh, so I was, you know, had a lot of classical music and I was, but meanwhile, there's, you know, music all around me that's like rock and classic and i'm like i love chopin and beethoven yeah yeah um and then from did there, you dig the rock too or you oh just, yeah i did definitely okay. definitely but it was a whole different um you know area of music that i never listened to so it just like pulled me in really quick i just i loved it um so i was very well-rounded i guess with all of that and uh, eventually I was like 14 and I wanted to play guitar because, you know, Michelle Branch came out and she was the coolest at the time. What did she say? Um, that, because you're everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Kind of poppy, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, she's the coolest. I want to do this. But then she's I. She's no Vanessa Carlton. And Vanessa Carlton, of course. I mean, come on. That was like my time back then. I'm talking like I'm so old. No, uh, <laughs> she's just a child, Matt. Just a little, little one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got into writing music, and I was always a big writer. And uh, from there, I kind of all everything I learned, I kind of put towards songwriting. So when you were fourteen, is that when you were learning guitar? Is that already when you started writing songs? Yeah, I was about fourteen. I started messing with writing music and songs, and I think I was I was fifteen. And my brother, who he's in um he's in a pretty well known uh, rock group, uh, the Early November. I don't know if you ever heard of them. That actually sounds familiar. I don't want to yeah, say I know them because okay. maybe I've never heard, but it definitely yeah. sounds familiar. So he's he's really big in that alternative rock scene. Um, Emo. And what's that? Emo. 
emo, no, emo stuff. Back in or the emo day, pop punk. Yeah. Back in the day, they yeah, would say that. Um, so yeah, he got me this. It's a four track. I don't know if you ever heard of like a four track. Um, no. You just like, you know, you plug in. <laughs> Both you guys take a drink of your beer at the same time. Like, I don't know what that is. Cheers, sir. It's a little recording thing. Something kids, the youth are into. Kids these days. I know, but they're four tracks. (laughs) And I just like, I'm like, I'm going to try recording a song. So I did with my guitar and and sang. And my brother was like, oh my God, you like play and sing and write music? Like what? Like he was really confused because I was a really quiet kid. Um, So... Yeah, from there, I kind of just, you know, went on, and I kept growing with it. What kind of music does a Robin 14-year-old write? Like, what kind of <laughs> lyrics are you singing? Oh, God. Oh, God. A 14-year-old Robin. Something definitely melodramatic, you know, for a 14-year-old girl. You know, probably something about a boy that didn't like <laughs> me or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, you know, and eventually it grew and evolved into, you know, other things. But So, so back then... Who were your biggest influences? Um, I would have to say, you know, definitely my brother, just because I was around him a ton, and he's just so great with, you know, writing and producing. Do you guys ever make pushing. music together? Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, um, uh, I he recorded and produced uh, the songs that are out now for me, um, so we kind of co-wrote those together. Wow, um, that's like so friend, cool. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did tour with him uh, three times when I was younger. I was 18, between 18 and 21. You toured? Like, did you guys have a mm-hmm. bus or a van or something? We had a nice big white van, yeah. Um, did you guys go all around? Yeah, for about eight weeks, eight-week tours. And what every, kind of places were you going? Like um, All over the place, every major city pretty much, like, like in the country. Hitting up like bars or actual music venues? Actual or? music venues. So my first tour, which was terrifying, was, um, well, not terrifying, it was exciting, but as an 18-year-old girl that never really left Hamilton, oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what? There's there's things out there. Glad you made um, it back alive. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. that the one that you ended up at a concert with Angels and Airwaves? Well, I toured with Angels and Airwaves airwaves yeah so um we were like the opening act um so my the first show was it was an amphitheater it held 1500 people so i'm up there and i'm just like i think it was 1500 maybe it was an amphitheater then amphitheaters like bb and t okay we're gonna cut that out (laughs) (laughs) still 1500 sounds like a a big number of people yes there was a 1,500, 1,500 uh, capacity of that room. <laughs> it was like the Verizon something or other. Um, I was terrified. I was thrown up in the bathroom before, you know, the whole thing. And um, and then we play, I you know, we played and it was fine. Everything was good. Um, and I remember watching Angels and Airwaves. They had a whole laser show, like a whole, oh, my God. It was just incredible. Like, for the, oh for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, so I grew up with the Green Days and the Blink-182s. And uh, one of the members of Blink-182 named Tom, he started this very, I'll say a project. Yeah, a project. Yeah, and I do love that band, and I'm a huge Tom DeLonge fan. So to find out that you were touring with Tom DeLonge, who definitely had an impact on me in my teen years. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool to hear that. He's a crazy guy, though, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's really into the aliens. Yeah, the alien thing. I don't think, I never really, like, had a conversation with him. There was a couple, like, weird times. I'm, like, in the dressing room. I'm, like, doing my makeup or something. And it was, like, at this point, like, a shared space, really, with everyone. This was, like, three or four shows in. And I remember he he's dancing or something. There was, like, a song on. 
and he comes over to me, just like starts dancing on top of me. And I'm this terrified 18 year old girl. I'm like, someone's dancing like on me. I don't know what to do. It was weird. Um, but (laughs) it's just like weird stuff like that. But it was like crossing paths, whatever, but it was very, very, um, mind blowing a little bit to see that. And you're like, all right, but it's really cool to see like how they work and their work ethic and how they do things. And, it was just a really amazing eye-opening experience to the whole thing. Yeah. And um, everyone in the band, like, nicest people you ever want to meet. Like, so great. So it was it was awesome. Yeah. So now, are you still writing music? Yes. Yeah, I'm still writing. Um, I, uh, you know, it's, it's really hard at this point being, like, an independent musician, but I've always been that. Um, for, you know, to keep, to make a living, I you know, started probably like five or six years ago doing uh, cover cover songs at bars and stuff like that. Right, I mean, that that's how you get a, a steady income, right? Yeah, that, yeah, for sure. And it. I kind of, yeah, I started like one or two. I'm like, all right, this is, you know, as a young kid, that's an easy way to like, you know, make money. And, and then it just picked up and picked up. And then I start playing five, six nights a week all around. Do you enjoy shore. playing covers? Um, you know, I, there's, you know, pros and cons of both of those you know of that um i do love playing a lot of venues that's like i know the people or people come out to see me it's awesome we have a great time you know and then there's just like everything you know every career there's those shows that drain you and you're like oh my god what just happened or you know somebody asked Mm -hmm. me to come up and play sweet caroline at their table with my equipment you know in the middle of dinner and i'm like what (laughs) it's just like you know you deal with people like that and it's just like it questions your whole uh, <laughs> life, your soul. You leave and you're like, my soul's crushed. Why am I doing music? You know, you go through that whole thing. Um, and, you know, after doing it for so long, just like with any job, it just, you know, you need that little bit of break to like be like, all right, I just want to enjoy playing music again and like for what it is. And, you know, it's it's definitely different. Um, but I, I love it. Um, but more to you know, writing music. I've always wrote music and there's not a time like I I even thought about it before. I'm like, you know, maybe I should just like quit writing music. Like me, why do I keep pushing this? I don't know. And like, even the thought of that makes me like cringe. Like I could never stop writing. Even if I don't, you know, become, you know, whatever. It's just, it's something that I'm never going to be able to quit, I guess. So I just keep writing and keep seeing what happens and recording when I can, when I get that extra money and um, pushing it. And it's just a whole different world. Every time I go to try something, I'm like, oh, this changed, that changed. Now it's YouTube. Now it's this. Now it's Spotify. Like, you don't even have CDs anymore, you know? So it's it's a whole new world of music for sure. Um, but it's something I can't imagine never uh, not doing. So in yeah. this world that we live in now, uh, what kind of songs is Robin writing? I mean, are, are, do you write about the times? Do you just, I mean. Um, yeah. I mean, for about- me right now, I'm writing a lot about, I like to write inspirational type of things to where it's oh, like. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So kind of like the last song I wrote that I do love is called Roads. And it's really about like, you know, finding your road or creating the road that you have to go on and just being resilient to that, you know. And, um, yeah, I, I kind of try to keep it making something that's terrible. We are definitely opening <laughs> beers in here. <laughs> I like it. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. 
Oh, the sound. I like when you did that, you got the little flash of Pac-Man over there. <laughs> Excuse me, turtle. young lady. I just Ninja looked Did you just call that. Michelangelo <laughs> Pac-Man? No, I just looked. I, I was just thinking, as you're telling stories, which I love to hear you talk and tell stories, but there's Ninja Turtles right there. Oh, you noticed that over there. Oh. Should, should we get a round in before you guys get out of here? Okay, okay. Well, I, I, I know a code to get us all the way to Shredder, so we can just go and dominate. I've never been there. Oh, I'll take you. I'll take you. You Shredder. <laughs> oh, no. Can I get that ring back? Excuse me, Matt. We need to discuss this. Do you ever see the shirts? If she doesn't know what this is, she's too young. Mm, there it I'm is. sorry. It's okay. I'm at that weird age. Hey, Matt never uh, commented. I wore this shirt special for you. Did you notice? I was going to mention that earlier. Right, she has no clue what that is. This is I okay. totally know what that is. I watch it all the time. Is it something you watch? What? what? No, he's not, he's not around anymore. <laughs> he's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. You don't forget that. That is the excellence of execution. This is a shirt. Now, I bet 1% of my listeners are going to know what I'm talking about, and this is for you, dude. Jim Sacco. Jim, that's for you. <laughs> this is a, a, a picture of Brett the Hitman Hart, my hero giving the sharpshooter the greatest wrestling hold of all time, and he is doing the sharpshooter to an octopus. Do you know where an octopus is? I can is? tell your mind is blown. <laughs> I'm telling you, the sharpshooter to... I see a man grabbing an octopus. Yeah. I mean, it's called the sharpshooter. I'll put Matt in a sharpshooter right now. You'll see what it's like. Wouldn't okay. be the first time I've been put in a sharpshooter. Oh, I, I do it to everyone. Uh, uh, you're my it good friend. It looks like a normal I... position to just do to people. It's like, you know, just meh. How you doing? You know, you lift the lay. Uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> you later. get a couple beers, do a sharpshooter, Boston crab, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a long a fantasy. Boston crab. Oh, you don't That's know about double leg. No, we were just in Boston. I you know you should have done a Boston, Boston crab. crab in Boston, right? Just saying, Come missed on, an opportunity man. there. Totally missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. We got to go back to Boston. Let's yeah. go. All right. I, I think I just go. lost all my listeners. Come back, guys. Come back, guys. We're back to Robin. Robin. That's okay. I don't, I don't we'll talk that. wrestling later. Yeah. So back to music because I want to know, and I know I have a lot of students who have had uh, your service. They have learned piano and guitar. In fact, when I was looking through your pictures, I was like, oh, I know her. I know Aww. him. My little friends, my old Reed friends, they've yeah. been learning from you. Um, it's called Robin Gazera Music Studio Lessons, correct? Minus the lessons. But, yeah, they are okay. lessons. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? It's amazing. It's great. Um, you know, we got through the pandemic, which was, you know, very – it was challenging, for sure, like it was for everyone. And we went to virtual, and I had no idea what I was doing. I'm like, all right, we're going to do Zoom. And I'm like, what's Zoom? I'm like, you know, and we did it. And, you know, the kids showed up every week, and we did it, and it was fun. And you it know, worked we kept out over like, Zoom. We were it worked out absolutely. Well, I guess especially during the pandemic, they probably were a lot better at practicing. Like, what else are they going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I like to say, I'm like, come on, practice. But that's always you know. Well, I say you work with kids. I know, I know. But no, even at that point, I'm like, just play for fun. Like everyone needed to play for fun. Keep playing, whatever makes you happy. Just do that. Don't stress about it. And that's kind of. A big thing I do too. It's not like you go to practice, but you know, it's like just play. For you got to enjoy Whatever. it exactly. And I don't ever want to turn anyone off to that. Like I've had that before. That's the I biggest thing I, I I do with my students is if I'm going to teach them to read, I'm going to give them a book that they're going to enjoy. Exactly. If I'm going to teach them math, I'm going to find a way to make math fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I feel like there's so many teachers out there. I know 
from my own personal experience as a child who just go through the textbook, uh, people are daydreaming in the class, and before you know it, you're falling behind and you lost any love you could have had for these subjects. I used to hate my history teacher. Like, I hated history. It's my favorite thing in the world now. Like, how could Mm -hmm. someone make history boring? It's, like, fascinating. Yeah. So I think it's very cool. When you teach them, are you teaching them simple chords? Are you teaching them... Um, so I start with, you know, I use a lesson book, a theory book. We're going to start with that just for that, you know, that structure. But it's literally from the first lesson. I'm like, what's your favorite music? What's your favorite song? Like, let's try to get to that. So they have a goal. They want to, you know, practice to get better so they can do that. Um, you know, and then I go outside of the books and, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, whether it's. You know, a kid that's like, uh, I remember had Taylor Swift was really big at one point. I'm like, I really want to play Taylor Swift. I'm like, all right. I'm like, practice this song, this song. Next week we'll do Taylor Swift, you know. And that gets them practicing. Even mm. if it's a simple song, but that, it's like, then they enjoy it. And then they want to come back and they keep coming back. And it's that excitement and that confidence that they get on their face from being able to do it. And, you know, if I give them a song they never heard of to play especially at that age when i'm introducing them to like want to love music mm-hmm. you know I, they might get turned off by it i'm worried so, about that with my son because my son yeah. right now is obsessed with getting drums and mm-hmm. i believe that is going to be one of his hanukkah presents but oh. i want to make sure my my boy now i don't want to rush it like i want him to learn the drums but i also hope i i can find a teacher that like will maybe in the first lesson find a way to give him an exercise or something that he will truly enjoy, you know, rather than doing something that might seem tedious to someone who really doesn't understand the drums and why he's doing it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I think what you're doing is so important. It's that initial uh, lesson, uh, the initial spark that you have to light to let them know like, okay, this is going to be fun. Let's keep going. And you really have to, to listen to them, you know, they just, a lot of times they want to talk or they want to talk, you know, and it's when you build that connection with them, it makes it so much more, you know, it's easier to help them grow as musicians. So, um, yeah, it's it's the most rewarding thing. I love I love all my kids. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. You guys are going to come to read and play yes. a little something oh for them? Oh, my God, I would love to. They're tired yeah. of hearing me sing. <laughs> Let me tell you, that everyone's tired of hearing me. Speaking of <laughs> we which. We can do the duets. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. well, you know, I'd, I'd be yeah. down for that. I know, I know you told me I was a good hype man once. Yes, oh, my God, you are. Oh, wow. Oh, no. That you know was what? genuine. The first, the first thing that uh, we were talking about, like wedding plans and stuff. I'm like, I wonder, does the Sam, does he like DJ weddings? Wouldn't Is have been like, my, it's, I've done that yeah? three, three times I'm before. Like, Sam would be the perfect person to MC the wedding. Let me tell like, you something. I don't want anyone else. I just want Sam. <laughs> I would do it for $5,000. No, for, I would do it. That's it. That's, that's our budget. Sh- we're yeah, we're just going to have you stand outside of our house. Yep. We're, we're going to go to the court courthouse you can stand there hype us up because i'll be nervous i'll be crying sweating Sweating, crying yeah Yeah, we know sweating crying (laughs) no (laughs) let me tell you i would be happy to do it for free i would love to do that for you guys no 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 i wouldn't accept a dollar give me some beers when i'm there and uh let me do a duet with you one of these days (laughs) (laughs) oh my god just let's be in touch because it wouldn't be my first time i love doing weddings yeah yeah that would like like we need Sam. Oh, I'll yeah. get I'll oh, get the people on the dance that. floor. We'll be yes. having some good times. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. I'm so I'm so uh, humbled that you guys yeah. are saying this. That's awesome. Of course. Yeah. Let's <laughs> make it happen. So um, that's awesome. And I need to ask you this. And this might be a ridiculous question. Shoot. Now I have to sing if in my career. 
I must sing songs like we sing If I Had a Hammer. Mm-hmm. I even sing uh, Green Day's uh, Time of Your Life. Okay. Stuff like that. But I also sing, you know, little kid songs and them bones, them dry bones. Mm-hmm. Days of the week. Days of the... Oh, dude, did you go to read preschool? Maybe. Dude. <laughs> I just graduated last year. You don't remember <laughs> me? <laughs> oh Days of the week. Days <laughs> of the week. <laughs> oh, man. No, I do the one that's... Um, um, uh, you click and you go, uh, oh my god, it's a bumblebee, bumblebee. Oh, can uh, you I say can't... your name for me? Oh, I know a different bumblebee jam. Oh, okay. I'm bringing home my baby bumblebee. Oh. Won't my mommy be so proud of me? I'm bringing home a baby bumblebee. Ow! He stung me. I like that. I'm squishing up. Oh, it goes on and on. <laughs> I had to like. I, oh, it gets, it gets dark. No, it gets, it gets yeah, dark. It gets dark. I don't. I don't like where it's going. I have some anxiety. Right? Oh, I mean, no. you know, kids' song rings around the rosy. Oh, they are. They're God. all kind of. Uh, I know. I know. There's some songs like in lesson books. Like I was going through them, and I'm like, why is this in here? I don't want to. We're not doing this song. I'm like, let's not read the lyrics of this one. We're just gonna pass it. <laughs> I know. It's like this. They for don't kids? know, but I know. I'm like, this is awkward. No. Yeah. So okay. So here's my question. Um, I do an exercise. Now, I have not, uh, my singing voice is not even singing, really. But I did this exercise where, you might have heard it, where I keep my face, like, relaxed, and I do this. I watched it in a YouTube video, and it changed my life. Okay. My voice went from, like, here to here. Like that little bit, that little bit of improvement definitely made me feel more confident and comfortable with it. For a dude such as myself, or maybe Matt, if he wants to jam out, what, are there any other really simple things? Like, I'm not going to be a professional singer. I'm I'm singing for preschoolers. What other things can I do before graduation where I can sound not so terrible for the parents? I would say the one thing I love to do, I've learned it in high school and... I never stopped learning it. I'm like, I or never stopped using it um, is so it sounds a little, I mean, they all sound crazy, but you go up to the wall, like, you know, you're about like a foot from the wall and you kind of pretend you're a siren. You do a siren sound. So you start from really low and you go like, you know, and you go really high and then you go really low again. You just do that over and over, but, and you make your voice go up and down like a siren. And that why why up against a wall? Um, so it helps you. That's kind of for your ear, so you can you kind of hear yourself. You don't have to do it up against the wall. You know, I'd be walking around like in you know backstage, and they're just kind of doing it and sounding crazy. But like you hear that stuff all the time. You know, if you go to a show and, and someone's warming up, like I know my brother, he would just like kind of start screaming. You would do la 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 la. No, no, nobody does that. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? This nobody guy. doesn't have to bother me. He does that because he, he's like, hey, Robin. He's like, la, 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 la. I'm like, oh, my God. I love you. Basically, I'm like, I'm going to my finger. Okay, be quiet. <laughs> I'm okay, kidding. I'm going to practice you, that. La, la, la. But, yeah, no, that, that always helps. It just helps, to like, getting you loosened up. Okay. Just so you can go up and down and sing, and it's like, loosens you up. It's like stretching your stretching your voice. I'd okay, say. that's how I feel with the zzzz thing. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. like in the end, it's just looser. That's gonna just... it helps your lips, I'm sure too, and doing the thing and mm. all of there's all those things. I'll do that one too. Yeah, try them out and see what works for you. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna change subjects now. Um, 
this is Diabetes Awareness Month. Uh, the The episode before this one was with Heather Cundiff. Do you know who she is? I don't, but you know, I saw her face. I was like, she looks so familiar. So I'm, I yeah. think I do. I've yeah, seen her big advocate. Her daughter has type 1. Mm-hmm. My, I brought my wife in. We told our story. And I want to okay. say, I really appreciate you. There was a very difficult time. I mean, it was already, we were going through a difficult time, having a business during COVID, uh, this and that. It's like things kept coming at us. I can't even like, I can't even begin to start with it. It was just a really tough time. And then, um, boom, the biggest thing happened where my son uh, got very ill and it turned out he had type 1 diabetes. So I appreciate you because you're definitely one of the main people who reached out to let me know like, hey, he's not alone. I have this. If you need anything, if you have any questions, please reach out. And um, I just want to say thank you for that. Of course. Of course. I, as soon as I heard or saw it, I was like, oh my God, like I had to contact you right away just because it's like, I know that feeling. And I saw like, yeah, I look back and I'm like my parents, what they were going through, like not even me, like as a, I was nine and I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, well, is it because I had that soda earlier? You know, like I, <laughs> I didn't know I was nine. Um, but my parents are the ones it was, I'm sure the hardest for, and I just can't imagine what they had to deal with you know oh, and they hit awful. it and they to were great your, yeah. to see your child like that i, I can't like, imagine oof, yeah i have to like slow myself down so i don't get emotional because yeah. like yeah and there's so nothing I just, worse yeah, i felt for you so much and i was like i gotta contact you I'm like anytime call me one morning four in the morning i don't care i'm like i've been dealing with this for like 20 years so it's like anything i i got you back you know yeah so. how old were you when you got diagnosed i was nine um I was nine and I was, I kept going to the bathroom and drinking a ton. I kept going to the water fountain all the time in school and just can't get enough water. Couldn't get enough water. And my mom's like, maybe you have like, maybe it's a bladder infection. You know, why would you think diabetes? You know, nobody in the family had it. It was very just not unheard of, but you wouldn't think that. It was the 90s. It was the 90s. Uh, That's right. Yes. (laughs) Put some dirt on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Listen to some Alanis Morissette. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) So I went and I went to, as pretty much everyone in Hamilton also has to know Dr. Prasad. I don't know if you heard Dr. Prasad. No, who is that? Uh, he was like the best pediatrician around up until like he actually recently, I think, passed away last year. But people would go like he, he had to like kick us I out. I heard like, about this guy. He's like, guy. you're like 19. You, you got to go. And we're like, we don't want to. You're the, <laughs> <laughs> you're the best. But he was the best. Um, so anyway, I went to him and he's like, uh, yeah, you like told my mom, like, there's sugar in the urine, like, you have to go get tested, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, like, didn't really know. So we did, and, and they called us back right away, and they're like, you know, I guess they told my mom, like, she's diabetic, her sugar is 590, you have yeah. to come to the hospital right now. So I don't know any of that. I don't know what that means. For Mom's anyone like, who doesn't know. know what that means, the uh, usually you want your blood sugar, for someone who's non-diabetic, uh, a number around 100, maybe down to 80 or 120 that's normal so to get something like 500 is very scary especially if you don't know what's going on yeah absolutely um so i remember my mom went in my room and she's like all right you know we're going we're just gonna pack our stuff we have to go to the hospital you know they're gonna do some stuff and you know we're gonna talk about it there but we're just gonna you know we're going on a little vacation she like packed the bags and she was keeping her cool so much like i didn't i'm like okay sure you know I'm sure I, I don't know how she was dealing with oh. it, you know, and, um, bravo to so, her. Yeah. Yeah. So I went there and they're doing everything and they're like, all right, we have to give you the shot. I'm like a needle. I don't want it. You know, like I had no idea. <laughs> like, um, Oh, just the oh, beginning. Yeah. Huh? Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. The beginning. So, 
you know, after that, it's like you had to go through, you know, the nutritionist had to come in. I was there for a week um, at And Kessler. were you just being poked all day long? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I felt like that. But, um, yeah, I was being poked all day long. But they actually wouldn't let me leave the hospital until I can give myself a shot. Really? Yes. And oh, that's so, how old were you? I was nine. Nine, nine. Yeah. Wow. What hospital were you at again? Yeah, Kess- <laughs> Kessler Hospital. Wow. It's not around anymore. <laughs> it's not around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're in there making kids poke themselves and uh, all kinds of but weird you know, stuff. Things, here, the, eight-year-old, here's a needle. <laughs> Have fun. Here, here, you're fine. You're good. I'm like, huh? Good How much do I give myself? <laughs> like, here's an orange. Now practice poking the orange. Now go poke yourself. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? It was it was wild. They're like, here's a doll. Poke the doll. I'm like, what's happening? Right, this something doesn't seem right. Wow. But that's but see, that Casey was too. only five, so yeah. there was but, none of that. Yeah. And you went right to Chop Children's Hospital. Couldn't have right? asked for a better place. Most amazing place. So unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, two years later, yeah, it was two years later. I went to Chop, and they're like, what program is this that you're on? They were just blown. They're like, you're being treated like a. Like they told me, I'm like, I can never have sugar again. I can never have. No. Have oh, yeah. Never have sugar. I have to eat this specific meal, skim milk in the morning. Um, oh, when like, I can't wait for like Lee's socks or something. I could never. I have to always wear socks. They were treating me like a type 2 diabetic. I cannot was, wait for Lisa to listen to this. Yes. Because we talked about this in the diabetes awareness episode. Okay. Now, you just can't trust. No. That the doctors know what they're talking about. No, and I'm 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 not trying to like diss any doctors or you know it was an absolute it was definitely a journey for me to I went through a lot of different things and figured it out. Um, but that was just like some random doctor that was you know a small town doctor that was just around the corner kind of thing, and he treated type two. And maybe back, who knows how long ago, maybe that's how they did it for type one. But so I went to chop, and. They, they're like, all right, well, good news. Guess what? You can go downstairs and get a Snickers bar today. <laughs> like, oh. And I, I was like being in fifth grade. I'm like, what? That's awesome. You oh, know? That's and so it was nice. just, uh, yeah, it was um, definitely an adventure. And since then, though, the they've come up with so many things, like the insulin pumps and the readers. And the, I, I just, yeah. it's amazing what they came with, like came up with. Your, your current state. Uh, as being a type one diabetic, how are things going? What kind of machinery do you have, or what um, is there something I can look forward to when it comes to Casey? Um, let's see. So I went through. I tried. I feel like everything at this point. Um, so I had insulin pumps. I had them when they first came out. Um, loved them, hated them, loved them. Back and forth, you know, uh, for twenty years, going back and forth and figuring out what helped for my lifestyle. Um, but they absolutely have improved since, you know, 10 years ago. Um, I, I'm not on a pump at the moment. I just do Lantus and that's a 24 hour insulin that you take, you know, every, I take it for bed every 24 hours. Is it like a slow acting It's insulin? a slow acting. So it just keeps you stable. It, and so that's all you take? I no, I take that. And then whenever I eat, I take insulin okay. depending on in my carb to insulin ratio. I mean, that's what Casey does now. Yeah. 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 And, and and that changes like, you know, with weight or when you get older, stress, everything affects it. But, um, you know, I, I got that down to what I'm doing now. So, and doing it for so long, I just kind of know I'm like, oh, this is this many um, 
this is five units, this is nine units, and you just know. And you can feel your body, like, I know in my blood You're familiar going with up. it I now. know when it's going, yeah. And Casey's starting mm-hmm. to get there. And especially, especially now, when it's he's, low. And he's five. He's so a, like, now he's six. Yeah, he's six, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's just going to know now. Like, that's just how we, he's going to know, like, yeah. sense it. And, you know, maybe, like, later in life, you know, when you get it, it's not as, you know, I don't know. It's not a second nature, I guess. Does that yeah. make sense? No, it makes sense because so like anything you start you, when you're younger, you become familiar with way easier, like yeah. a language or a sport yeah. or anything. They say before 12, if you learn at 12 or earlier because you, mm-hmm. your brain's still learning. Yeah, and growing. I think it's your body is forming, so mm-hmm. it kind of like forms to meet the needs yeah. of whatever it is you're practicing. And it was very much like, they're like, oh, it's going to be like brushing your teeth one day. A little more high maintenance than that, but yes. <laughs> Did um, you? Um, and this is something I'm very concerned about. So right now, Casey is such a trooper. It's like he takes yeah. his shots, doesn't complain, it's just amazing. you know, living his life. How were the teenage years for you? Did, were they tough, or were you able to just like this is me and it's all good? Um, I would say they were tough, specifically because you know, once again. This was 15 years ago, 15 years ago. So things have improved. But um, as far as like being insecure about it or being like, oh, what if someone sees this or that? Not at all. Like nobody cares. Nobody cared. And that's something that being a self-conscious, you know, teenager, you know, having an insulin pump on you hanging out, you know, it's a little, you're like, oh, and nobody cares, you know, and that's um, something that's huge and I, I know a lot of now it's it's common like uh, people have them all over the place and when I see someone with the pump I'm like oh my god they have a pump hi hi I'm Robin I have diabetes too and I want to be your friend like <laughs> it is kind of like, a nice hey, community the right. people yeah because right? I, I don't really know I had no two people that are like around my age with it and I'm like whoa can I ask you a bunch of questions it's like you find someone if Casey cold. is still awake at the end of this interview I want to bring him down to like meet you and maybe even play Donatello Oh my so, god, yeah. Yeah. I want to meet Are you getting so the worst one? <laughs> Dude, do not. That's my second favorite, bro. Just because he has the boat. We'll talk later, okay? We'll talk later. <laughs> just kidding. It's Mikey, Donnie, <laughs> Raph, Leo. Just saying. What about you, man? Mikey, Raph, Leo, Donatello. Interesting. But you're a Mikey guy? Yeah. Hey, that's all I needed to know. You're the best. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's my best buddy. Robin, how about you? Uh, <laughs> We're judging you now, Listen, Robin. I love that they eat the pizza. <laughs> And that's why I love them. All right. All right. You know what? You could have said something way worse. So yeah. that, that that's I, it's, acceptable. It's valid. I just wanted to say something valid. That's <laughs> it. Validation. The turtles eat pizza. That's fantastic. You've been validated. <laughs> hey, man. Um, are you done with vinyl? Are you still working at vinyl? I am done right now. Oh, man. They're, you were a fantastic, uh, what is it called? A beer? Beer uh, tender. Beer tender. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking goal. wrestling the whole time. So my was, goal. Yeah. yeah. I always found something that. People had interest in. You definitely are that guy. You seem like you could basically talk to anybody who's cool. Yeah, I, I can talk to anybody, even if they're not cool. Yeah. Well, I had to do it sometimes there. <laughs> I'd be, yeah, there'd not be talk, like that Jim Sacco guy. Ooh, 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 the worst. He's, he's hard to talk to in general. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's the truth. Although I, everyone, I was, he told me that even himself, but I had a blast talking with him on my show anytime. Oh, yeah, when you get the... So maybe V and him, he's he's good to go. I've known him for twenty plus years, and there's days I'm like, "Are you good?" He's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "You said three words." I've the whole the conversation the whole by myself. 
So he'd be wow. like, you, you, you always talk. I'm like, yeah, because someone has to cover, ha- carry the conversation, Jim. <laughs> Good. Sometimes yeah. I'm around. I'm like, does Jim hate me? Nope. He must hate me. I thought he hated me for a while. No. Now I think he likes me. Oh. I think he does. That's awesome. He'll be at the <laughs> wedding, right? <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. Can I drop an elbow on him? Maybe through the table? One of us will. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just joking, Robin. All right, guys. Oh, Are wait. You- so real quick, man. What are you doing nowadays? I work at a psych hospital. I'm a behavior support technician, so I help patients with their behaviors and try to get them discharged and out to the community. Whoa. Are we talking about people with schizophrenia? Some. Some uh, some are pica, some are schizophrenic. Um, just. Did you get your education in this? I have a degree in sociology, so no. <laughs> <laughs> But I worked in a school for about eight, nine years as right, a teacher. teacher. Right? I'm very close to being a certified teacher, but I was like, nah. I think being someone I, like yourself who, who who is easy to talk to and is just a very likable guy, that's a, a very important skill that probably not everyone who's gone through eight years of schooling has. So it, Yeah, I was like, no, nah, this isn't for me anymore. Yeah, I spent a couple thousand dollars extra after my after I graduated to get a minor in math and almost alternate route. I was like, I only need to spend two hundred more dollars, and I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you enjoying it, man? You making some differences out there? Yeah, I'm trying. Like some of the patients, you just most all of them have, you know, past histories, and you just want to, you want the best for them. And even it's like if you see these people out in the community, you don't realize what they have until you see them in there. And you're like, well, these are. The people I could see outside, I don't know what they're dealing with and what they're not dealing with and all their past histories and everything. So it's, there's some days I come home, I'm just, I'm drained. It's just, it's not even because anything bad happens. Just when you hear about their history, their past and everything, it's just, it's like when you, when I was, when I worked in a school, like you'd hear about a kid's past and you're like, what? Now I know why he acts the way he does. And it's like, everyone has trauma, but some people it affects Differently. And there's levels to trauma yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, like everyone, like they, like in orientation, like everyone's born with, not born with it, but everyone has trauma, even if something small. Like you saw your parents fight one time. Like yeah. that's cause something could trigger that. And sure. Even though that. a little bit of trauma is important in life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It teaches how to cope and deal. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. And that's what some of these people have trauma. Some of them are just so painful. It's, it's like, it's awful. Like we don't even know some of the histories because they're so. I don't want to say distant. They, they distance themselves so much from the trauma that they have a different life now wow. in their head. Wow, man. Well, it's such important work you're doing. And, and, and just you. knowing that you love doing it, I mean, I that's do. everything. And the patients do all, like, love him, too. Yeah. It's a, oh, I bet, <laughs> oh, they love They love torturing him like um, I do. <laughs> it's like, and, and like, I shoot I mean, straight with him. How could you not love him? So it's just like, it's and I shoot like straight Matt's with here. Him. Matt's here. I shoot <laughs> straight with him. Like, I tell them their face like listen why aren't you helping with this because you did this and you did that and you treat this person this way like this person has to do this and you have to do that and they're like nah, 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 nah. i'm like i'm walking away you know that's a very when i working with kids some people forget that they are human beings and what you're working with is human beings and just like me and just like you if you're going to shoot straight to me i'm going to respect it you might tell me like something that might hurt my feelings but if it's coming from a place of love then, man, that means the world to me, as opposed to someone, it, it's not an insult. If you're saying, like, Sam, man, 
after that interview, like we got to talk about some things that you did. Oh, okay. And if it's coming from love, then we're good. And I'm sure that's what you're giving these yeah, patients. Like, if they do something wrong, like, are you mad at me? I'm like, no, I'm not mad at you. I just wish you would have made a different decision. Yeah. And then I try to help them with what they could have done. But it's like dealing with, it's, I don't want to compare it to dealing with kids, but sometimes like working in the school, it helped me because you see mm. how the kids act. Like, why'd you do that? Like, I just did it. Like, I, I wouldn't sub in the elementary schools because I subbed in first grade one day and this kid just jumped off the chair. I was like, why'd you do it? He's like, I don't know. Another kid bit a kid at lunch. I'm like, why'd you do that? I don't know. I'm like, you have to have a reason to bite somebody. Because I'm impulsive, sir. He had, he had a, a chunky little arm that I wanted to bite. <laughs> <laughs> I look delicious. And five years later, I coached a kid in soccer, and he was still the same innocent little kid that he was in first grade. And he, he's like, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. But yeah, it's, 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 I love the job. It's 90% of days are rewarding, even 95. But there are some days where you're, you're like, why was I even there? Mm. And it's like the whole staff. A lot of it's small steps, right? Yeah, yeah. There's some people that have been there for a while. Some people get out quickly. I just, I want to see all of them succeed. It's awesome, man. You're awesome, dude. Guys, it's time for the chat pack in which you are going to pick two of these questions. I'm going to read them to you, and you are going to answer them. Dun, dun, dun. And ladies first, point to the one that you choose. Good luck. Oh, you're so screwed. Terrible choice. Terrible choice. Oh, I actually really like this one, especially for two wonderful people such as yourself. If you could get everyone in the world to stop complaining about one, one particular thing, what would it be? What are you sick of hearing people just whine and complain about? I think... Today's a perfect time for it because it's only a couple of days like, ago. Do we, do we have to say it? Daylight savings. Oh, Daylight savings. <laughs> Trust me, I've complained about forty times since because this is my first day back at work since it happened, and I take break at four thirty, and it was dark at four forty-five, and I'm like, I shouldn't be taking break at four forty-five when it's dark, but <laughs> now I'm complaining about it, and I just said I don't want anybody to. I step back. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. That was a good Sir, that was good. amazing. All right, Robin. All right, I have to answer. Yeah, uh, if you've got one. No, no I, I, I do. Compl- uh, uh, I would have to say probably more so like being trying not to be so negative. The negative, like complaining about... Things that you can't change. Mm. If it's out of your control, it is what it is. You let it go. You know, don't, if, the, if something's out of your control, it's out of your control. And you can't do anything about it. So don't complain about it. Mm. That's all. That's kind of where, you know, very vague, but. A strong advice. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah. You know? Like, no. I mean, that's how Some I Some people need to hear that. Yeah. I'm like, I can't control that. It's out of my control. Am I going to worry mm. about it? <laughs> all right, sir. Show her how it's done. Show her how it's done. Oh, right for the first one. No one ever does that. What? Mm-hmm. Huh. You guys remember what it was like being kids? I know you do. You're so young. I know. What particular <laughs> aspect of being a kid do you think that most adults miss 
the most. What particular aspect of being a kid do you think that kids miss the most? Hmm. I'm going to say, are we going to go first? You first, you first. <laughs> Ladies. Ladies first. Ladies first. I don't know. I was going to say just like wearing pajamas all day and like not having to care about anything as far as like that part of, you know, just being comfortable and like playing. Remember just like, hey, want to go play? Remember you when know? kids went outside? Yeah. Now there's like, psh, millennial. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, you know, you're a millennial if you went outside and played. I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, just like. Calling up your friend and being like, yeah, you want to go play? All right. Robin, here at the Cytel's household, we go outside and play all the time. So I if you're it. ever jonesing to get outside and <laughs> kick a ball around or just get I'm goofy. Like, hey, you guys playing outside? I'm going to go play. Go, come get your bike. <laughs> come right over. going to get my play clothes on. We're going to do it. <laughs> How about you, sir? I was going to say eating dirt. <laughs> so weird. Or glue. That's what the parents miss the most. They miss that glue. Wait, did you eat glue and dirt? He's going to take a sip from his and drink. He's drinking This it. man is washing down dirt These as we speak. These are things I should have asked before. All right. That's all right. Wow. <laughs> kids, kids are resilient. They're resilient. That's why their immune system is what it is. They would just cough in each other's mouth, eat dirt, eat paste. Except mine. Mine went against me, but that's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I miss? Being able to just say the stupidest things, the goofiest fart and poop jokes or whatever you wanted but i'm a high i'm a principal and i just said it on my podcast but like still yeah. you could just say whatever you want and like yeah you got, might get made fun of but here in our in our lives as adults it's not just being made fun of it's being judged you hear what he said can you believe she said that mm-hmm. yeah so i miss being able to just say whatever and not worrying about seeming like a, a fool or goofball you're telling yeah. a ten minute joke and someone has to laugh because it's your parent. <laughs> and you make the joke up as you go along at the end, they're like, Oh, that's a good one. Yes, man. And they go they go in the next room and roll their eyes, like, like what, what is wrong with our child? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> but your, your kid's thrilled. He's like, I had the funniest joke ever. <laughs> oh, you know what? We're all quick. I miss like waking up Christmas morning when I was a kid. That was my favorite. That's all. Oh. You know, like Christmas when you're a kid. Like, I hope you find that joy again one day. Oh, I still have it. I still have it. Okay. I'm still a kid. I'm still a kid. Yeah, when it comes are. to Christmas. Okay. That's, yeah, that's the best. You know, like you're like, oh my God. I mean, I'm Jewish, coming. but I got my own thing. It's, it's uh, yeah. Oh, I, I do the Hanukkah you know, night. The, we light the Menorah. Yeah, but it's exciting. You <laughs> know, it's Instead of one day of presents, they have eight crazy nights. We have eight that's crazy right. nights like Adam Sandler. And and honestly, we celebrate all of it. So we get that too. It's nice. Yeah. All right, guys, before we get out of here, is there anyone out there in the world that you would like to give a shout out to? I think we mentioned Jim Sacco's name enough today. Yeah, forget him. Who? Jim Sacco? Yeah, I think. Uh, what's yeah. he? What's he? He brews at Vinyl Brewing, is it? Vinyl. I've I never knew, heard of it. I knew Jim when I was like 10. What do you look like? He looked like Freddie French Jr. <laughs> oh, I got to see that. He did. He had the spiky hair, and it's like bleached a little bit. Maybe a nose ring or something. Next time you go to vinyl, if you look at the eye beams above oh. the register, above the taps, there's a bobblehead with nice set of hair, nice blazer. Is that a Jim bobblehead? That's a Jim bobblehead from Amazing. about 15 years ago. But really, is anyone Amazing. else here? Yeah, anyone to give a shout out to? If not, you can just say, "Forget all you people." Probably not listening uh, anyway. Let's give a shout out to Dan Borelli. Oh yeah, Dan Borelli from at Chimney. Chimney. Great dude. The great people at Plagidos. Plagidos, oh my god, they're like my favorite. They're yeah. awesome. Plagidos Rock Bottom. Winery. Rock Bottom. 
Who else? We just trying to get free stuff. <laughs> maybe, maybe you are, but these you people guys are already like got my a friends, free man. MC. Isn't that good that's enough right. for you guys? Right. Everyone I mentioned, I love. No, but great we do. People, yeah. I love going. Every time there. we go someplace, it's like Matt knows everybody, so it's like, oh my god, this, oh my god, they're such good people. Oh my god, oh my god, they're the best. I love people. I love this guy. I don't know. How could you not? Look at no. that face. Now you can look at it all the time, right here. I got it. He, they <laughs> brought in a sticker that said, "What WWBD," which stands for "What Would Bush Do." What would Bush do? So I'll leave you with that. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Robin and Matt.